Everybody and welcome to Soccer 101. My name is Taylor Rockwell, and on this episode, we're going to be taking a look at one of the soccer world's biggest and kind of oldest rivalries. It's not El Clasico. Uh, Joe already talked about that one, so you can go find that episode. It's great. It's not the Old Firm Derby. It's not Der Klassiker. It is centered in Germany. It's the split between Puma and Adidas, and how a family fallout fueled a corporate rivalry. That was a lot of Fs. To start on a very basic level, the two apparel giants were founded by a pair of German brothers. To learn more, we're going to take the Wayback Machine to the year 1919. That's when brothers Rudolf Rudi and Adolf Adi Dassler founded Sportfabrik Gebruder Dassler, which was originally a textile company focused on creating a two-stripe shoe. You can sort of see the inspiration for Adidas in the three-stripe right there. The brothers' company, which was called Geta for short, continued to operate through the Second World War right up until operations ceased in 1948. Why precisely they ceased is a matter of dispute, but the common factor is that the brothers fell out dramatically. So much so that, as Hannah Schwar wrote for Business Insider, even when Adolf and Rudy died, they were buried at opposite ends of the town cemetery. There are many theories on what may have happened. One explanation relates to World War II. Rudolf was drafted into the German army while Adolf remained at home with the shoe shop turning into a munitions factory. I'm assuming he was running that munitions factory. The theory goes that Rudy fled the front, the battlefront, in 1945, was arrested and gave the American army information about his brother, so was informing and was thus a bad brother. There's also the romance betrayal angle if you want to go that route. Uh, it alleges that Rudolph had an affair with Adolf's wife, which Adolf did not appreciate. But the truth is that no one really knows for certain, including their own grandchildren, who have speculated but don't have a solid answer. But regardless of the cause for the dispute, the key point is that the brothers were done working together, but that did not mean they were departing for greener pastures. And this is kind of my favorite part of the story. Now, when Rudy founded Puma in 1948, he did so in his hometown of Herzog and Alrak, which was where the brothers' old joint venture, Geta, had been located. When Adi followed suit and created his company a year later, it was also pretty much in his own backyard. The brothers would likely have gone so far as to draw a line down the center of town, odd couple style, which would have been awesome and should be a sitcom, but one already existed in the form of the Aurak River, which split the town of Herzog and Aurak in half. Rudy took Puma north of the river, Adi and Adidas went south. That's right, children of the 90s, it's not all day I dream about soccer, as we were told to slash lied to, it is instead named after Adi. The brothers went to their respective sides, took their respective companies with them, and that's where they and their companies and their employees stayed. The people on either side of the divide had their own shops where they'd go, their own pubs. They didn't really intermix very much. You didn't have a Puma employee dating an Adina's employee. That was unheard of and unthought of. Relations didn't start to soften until the deaths of the Dossler brothers in the 1970s. The personal enmity was slightly turned down, but the corporate rivalry was continuing to escalate. So when Rudolph died in 1974, his sons took over both the company and the rivalry. Adi's did the same when he passed in 1978. And as I said, though the kind of personal nature of the conflict faded a bit, the rivalry aspect remains. Uh, in that same Hannah Schwar article that I mentioned earlier, she quotes Herzog and Aurach's mayor, who said, quote, When you walk through the town, the number of people wearing branded clothing really is striking. From clothing to shoes, almost every inhabitant, young or old, is wearing either Puma or Adidas. 
If someone comes in through the door, your gaze still wanders through their shoes. Schwartz concludes that that was an old habit in the mayor's generation, and it is still referred to as the town of the lowered gaze. That mayor's name, by the way, is Mayor Dr. German Hacker. He's the mayor. He's a doctor. His first name is German, and his last name is Hacker. While you at home ponder if that's maybe the name of a villain in a Michael Bay movie, I'm going to tell you about today's sponsor. It is not either of the two companies I've been talking about, but is in fact ExpressVPN, who would like to remind our British listeners that Peacock is a thing, but it's only available in America unless you have ExpressVPN. Because whether you're a supporter of the Red Devils, the Blues, the Citizens, the Hammers, or the Gunners, as all of our British listeners certainly call them, the easiest way to watch all Premier League action this season is with ExpressVPN. And via Peacock, you can get full replays in all the live games for less than four quid a month. That gives you access to Peacock Premium. Uh, ExpressVPN gives you access to an American IP address so that you can then watch that premium content. You'll get access to all 380 of this season's games, plus shows like Saturday Night Live and American Ninja Warrior. So go to expressvpn.com slash soccer to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free on a one-year package. You can obviously use that if you're living in the United States as well. If, as Joe Lowry once said, you want to keep your uh, adult onesie-buying habits secret, then they can help you. ExpressVPN.com slash soccer for a free three months free. ExpressVPN.com slash soccer. Thank you very much to ExpressVPN for sponsoring this episode. Now let's get back to our sibling rivalry, which at this point is turning very corporate. Adidas became the official partner of the World Cup in 1970 and will continue to hold that status until at least 2030. So they've got that visibility on lock. But it was Johan Cruyff, ever the Puma player, who refused to wear the Dutch jersey in 1974 due to its Adidas sponsorship. Only when one of the stripes was removed and a custom two-stripe version was available did the superstar agree to take part. Another legendary story, one of the only things the Embittered Brothers, which sounds like a Dr. Seuss book, could agree upon was not to sign Pele. There were concerns that with him being the world's most popular player, the bidding war could potentially cripple both companies, so the Pele Pact was born. Yes, to paraphrase a screaming George Costanza, they had a pact. Or they did until Puma's representatives reached out to Pele and offered him a whole bunch of money. And then, as Daniel Codella wrote in his great article about this incident, quote, Mere seconds before the World Cup quarterfinal match between Brazil and Peru kicked off, Pele walked out straight into the middle of the field and asked the officials for time so he could tie his shoes. Cameras zoomed in, and millions of people around the globe watched as he bent down and grabbed the laces. The thick curved stripe was unmistakable, as was the message it silently shouted to the world, Pele, the greatest living athlete at the time, was wearing Puma sneakers, end quote. Diego Maradona was another Puma partner and wore their boots in three different World Cups, including the triumphant campaign in 1986 and his much less triumphant campaign in 1994. Zinedine Zidane made Predators, the greatest boots ever made, famous for Adidas in the 1990s. Their Copa Mundials have been a fixture the world over. And I believe literally every child in America is legally obligated to wear Sambas at some point in their lives. The fears that the absence of a Pele Pact would start a bidding war was accurate. At time of recording, Lionel Messi is pulling in a cool 18 million pounds a year for his deal with Adidas. Neymar jumped ship from Nike to Puma in 2020 for 23 million pounds, which by my calculations is a lot of money. Today, the companies are on much friendlier terms given, you know, capitalism. 
But a less cynical person would probably point out that they've worked together to organize charity matches, they fund local teams, they contribute massively to the town that they still call home to this day that I'm not going to repeat because it's hard to say. With that said, the rivalry between them endures with the previously mentioned global giant of Nike now in the mix. So when Puma steals away an Adidas client or an Adidas team knocks a Puma team out of the World Cup, you can rest assured that the brothers are still spitefully cheering, at least in spirit. And that's where we'll leave it for this episode of Soccer 101. Hopefully you all learned a bit more about the rivalry between Adidas and Puma, uh, why it can be difficult to have a sibling, and how Pele is evidently a marketing genius in addition to being a soccer genius. I've been Taylor Rockwell. Thanks so much for listening.